0: Social distancing, a term that has become legitimate and uniformly accepted this year. Yet, where I grew up in India, social distancing has been practiced for centuries. The caste system is just one example of a social structure which successfully ensures that different groups of people keep their distance from each other. A system of social distancing and social segregation, led to an established form of institutional discrimination and restraint. For decades now, movements in India and elsewhere have been struggling to bring communities closer together, breaking down the caste system, eradicating the concept of untouchables, for example. You are listening to Tukul's Story with me, Janaki Brolin, and I am worried Worried that the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020 will revive and reinforce old social norms, give irresponsible politicians, nationalists and religious extremists a legitimate channel to exploit. As we all know, infection control is achieved by physical distancing. The term social distancing has a discomforting clang that makes my warning bells ring. For me personally, the pandemic put a physical stop to travel, but instead opened other doors. Having stayed absent from social media for decades, I re-found digital social forums that brought me closer to humans, strangers, old friends, new friends and family, in a way that I had been hesitant to try earlier. The two in Cambia was an open space. No doors, no shutters. And as I sit here now, in the Tukul of my mind, I allow myself to open up, open up to ideas, interactions, old friends, new friends. So, as borders, cafes, and concert halls shut down again, let us not forget to keep our minds open. In a subtle defiance of social distancing, Tukul's story has ambitions to bring together voices from India, Sweden, and Sierra Leone. So, to today's episode of Tukul's Story, I am delighted to welcome Ishmael Karbo with his personal story from Sierra Leone. A warm welcome to Ishmael.
1: I made a notice on my Facebook and Instagram platforms that I will be recording a podcast series in collaboration with Dr. Yanaki Broling, where I hope to share with you some exciting information about Sierra Leone and my work on tourism development in a nation with a great tourism potential. First, I would like to set the stage. My name is Ishmael Kabo. I was born and raised in Sierra Leone on the island of Papel along the River Roquel, the longest in Sierra Leone. My entire family was born and raised on the same island, where we lived pretty much in my formative age. Papel Island used to be a bustling place, which attracted many people around Sierra Leone because of the booming iron ore mining activities during much of the 80s. Growing up as a kid with high academic ambition, I moved from the island to settle with my late dad in the airport town of Lungi, where he had been a teacher in one of the high schools. On completion of my high school examination, I moved further to live with my mom in Freetown, the capital city of Sierra Leone. By the time I had settled in the city, the civil war which had plagued the provincial towns for years had escalated. With the rebels determined to capture Freetown, the security situation was rapidly exploding. But it was not until January 6 1999 when the armed forces revolutionary council and the revolutionary united front led by the notorious warlord Foday Sanko invaded Freetown this was one of the last battles of the Sierra Leone civil war the bloody civil war that had left thousands dead had finally reached Freetown as a national youth vice chairman for the Sierra Leone Red Cross society by then I had undergone first aid training which prepared me for action during the war in Freetown. With rebels and part of the national army in a very strange destructive mission, the battle for the soul of Freetown reached an epic proportion. It was nasty, brutal. Regional peacekeeping forces, especially made up of Nigerian troops who had been brought in to repel the rebels, had launched aggressive counter operations meant to hold back the advancing forces. I was fully active on the ground with some of my youth colleagues of the Red Cross volunteering to take care of war casualties. I was exposed to the atrocities caused by all war factions, And my first experience of that war is something I will never forget. With horrific memories of the war in my mind and the trauma it caused me and my family with whom I had been separated, I was praying to God for a way out. Months later that same year, that way out came when the Swedish Red Cross sent an invitation to the youths of Sierra Leone Red Cross Society to participate in a youth power conference in Marifed in Sweden. I was one of the two fortunate youths to come to Sweden for that conference. With nothing to lose and nothing to go back to, it was much easier for me to take the risk while I was already here. My decision to seek asylum at the Swedish Immigration Board was no mistake. It was a journey I had no inkling of how it was going to turn out to be. Many years down the line, I am still in Sweden, where I am now sharing with you a little of that part of my journey. A couple of months ago, I saw an image on Instagram about a rural village in northern Sierra Leone Which was shared with the name Too Cool Story and Cambia District. For obvious reason, I reacted instantly to the post by clicking on the like button. The first image on the series of posts shows a newly renovated traditional thatched hut, a meeting place at the center of the plot of land, which was also surrounded by houses. In the following image, the thatched hut had an inscription that reads, cool story and a headline that follows below. It reads, Letters from Sierra Leone by Dr. Yanaki Broling. The village setting on the picture was an example of a traditional African village and a very good reminder of villages I had been to in my formative years before I migrated to Sweden. So I wanted to know more about the story and the person behind the post. I wasn't sure who it was, but a surname on the post reminds me of one of Sweden's best players, Thomas Broling, who was one of the bronze medalists in the 1994 Football World Cup tournament. So I knew definitely that it was a Swede who had made a post. I decided to contact the individual just to be sure she or he had actually been to Cambia in Sierra Leone. For my part, I had only briefly been to that district center twice. That was when I was on a business trip to neighboring Guinea and on my way back to Sierra Leone for six years ago. The government of Sierra Leone has a border crossing post where some border officers tried to hustle me and my associates. We got through that time after making a call somewhere in the chain of command. I was very excited to have finally visited Cambia district, though for a very short time to be honest, I have little knowledge of that part of the country, besides knowing that the majority of its inhabitants are people from the Timni and Susu tribes. I waited a while, hoping to get a response from the poster. After some weeks, I still did not receive any response. But the thought of that post and the name of Cambia District lodged deep into my mind. I was simply just curious to know more about the poster and the possible reason for being there. I had almost forgotten about the Kambia Chuku story when I received a text from Dr. Yanaki Bruling, who runs the page. She informed me that she was going to publish a new segment of a podcast on Sierra Leone, which was going to be about Tiwai Island in southeastern Sierra Leone and Laka Beach along the Freetown Peninsula. She had also asked whether I would like to contribute to her subsequent segments in a podcast. We agreed to exchange email addresses and telephone numbers so we could talk more on working together. That became the start of a very interesting conversation. Dr. Anaki Brolin had volunteered to work with her husband, Dr. Parbrolin, for a British organization operating in Cambia District. She recalled her experiences of working in such a challenging environment, such as the Cambria District Medical Center. She also talked about the resilience of the patients who endure the toughest imaginable situations, but yet will rise up to leave the other day. Her account of the people of Sierra Leone is nothing strange from what I know and from what many visitors have said of the people of Sierra Leone. Sierra Leoneans are very friendly and inviting, and they would welcome strangers as if they were theirs. I felt a strong passion for her career choice as I was inspired by the work she did there. Working with people on all levels is a survival philosophy which I had nurtured ever since I was a child. As a man from a very humble beginning, I wouldn't shy from seizing any opportunity that shows itself. Besides, I run my social media platforms with exclusive content from Sierra Leone. Partnership is obviously something I would always like to have. Together with Dr. Yanaki, we will be sharing stories about my project called The Art of Sierra Leone. Hang on as we rule. You are in for a thrilling journey. In my next segment, I will be talking about how it all started.